General Kenobi. Hello there. Uh, this is the first episode in a long time of Hello There, a Star Wars podcast. Uh, we don't have any doc. We don't have any itinerary this week. We're just going to freeball it. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff to talk about. I have been itching to talk to you about Star Wars stuff for a long time. Uh, I mean, we text, but, you know, I want to, like, talk. Talk, talk. Uh, yeah, talking like, talk is different about, than like, texting. Like, actually, you know, breathe words about Star Wars, too. So, uh, for anyone new, uh, which probably... Everyone listening to this will be new because I don't know if any of our old, of our seven old subscribers are still sub to the RSS feed. But uh, for anyone new, I am Anthony Palm, and with me, my good friend uh, Nate Hicks. What's up? What's up? What is up? Um, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a Star lot. Wars stuff to talk about. It, it's insane. Uh, it's 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 really crazy how much stuff to talk about there is. Uh, first of all, and I'll kind of leave it to you where you want to start. But uh, I kind of want this episode just to be us getting back into talking about Star Wars. So we don't need us to have anything set. But I want to touch on some of the books because I've been uh, going through a uh, uh, going through the, some. Uh, I went through two new ones or one and a half. I'm like in the middle of a second new one. And then uh, we on the uh, you know prior episodes of the show, we talked about Thrawn and Thrawn Alliances. I want to touch on those as well. And then uh, the two new ones I'm uh, reading or have read already are Master and Apprentice and um which was master and Impressive. is that claudia gray i believe it was claudia gray and then uh queen shadow by ek johnston uh which are the two new books i'm reading so i want to touch on those what do you want to talk about yes claudia gray um for sure want to talk about rise of skywalker uh, i think that's going to be <clears throat> kind of one of the bigger things to talk about i want to talk to you a little bit about fallen order but more in particular i want to get your opinion on a hot topic that um no one else i don't i don't think anybody has talked about except for uh me and some other guys in terms of some some different ways about the game mostly having to do with the the uh bad word microtransaction so that that'll be quick for me the main thing i want to talk about probably is going to be rise of skywalker yeah no i I mean i got (laughs) i was telling you i have a lot of theories about this movie too so oh yeah um i guess kind of my Thrawn thoughts tie in a little bit to not Rise of Skywalker, but maybe post Rise of Skywalker. Um, you know where where the saga can go after that. So, uh, have you? So you haven't gone through Thrawn and Thrawn Alliances for a while now, right? Since we last did the show. Yeah, since the last since the last time we did the show it was the last time I I had listened to either alliances. <clears throat> I remember a lot more about just because I actually I remember I actually had to stop. I think it was 
towards the Padme stuff are really starting to fall off. And then I picked it back up like probably a week later, but that's still, even though that's been a minute, that's still pretty fresh in my mind just because of the, the, the play, the where alliances went that I wasn't expecting it to, but Thrawn, I remember kind of ancillary ancillary. Yeah, I I know. I don't know how to say say that word. Um, Like when you talk about stuff, I will remember it. Like it's it's kind of one of those things. Like it's trapped in my brain. You give me a a keyword, and I'm like, oh yeah. So right, right, right. Um, I mean, I kind of just wanted to talk about the Grisk, but we can we'll save it. We'll we'll get back to it because if you haven't read in a while, I I don't. We'll we'll talk about it later. Um, let's just get into it let's just talk about the rise of skywalker so we we got the trailer at uh celebration chicago and what did you think of the trailer up until the last like until the cackle well like what did you think about everything up until that because the cackle is really what made me go a whole like i lost it at, at the cackle but so what do you think of the trailer up until that like do you think the trailer really holds its own outside of that or was that moment the moment that really made the trailer for you I think the trailer really held, <clears throat> holds its own apart from that moment. So when I'm watching the trailer, when you told when you told me, because what happened was I was watching the episode nine live stream and then I was on a delay. So I didn't get to that part. I didn't actually watch it live. And it was wasn't until you text me, oh my God, you haven't seen it that I that I ended up looking it up about five minutes later. Um, but my first thought the the first thought that I had was okay. JJ is definitely taking notes or definitely taking um, tips from the cinematography in this movie from The Last Jedi. Because I think arguably The Last Jedi is easily the best cinematography we've seen in a Star Wars movie so far. From the trailer alone of The Rise of Skywalker, it looks like they're going to follow that same path because the shots, every single shot in that trailer was beautiful. The camera, camera angle, the framing, everything about it was like, oh, like especially the Kylo scene. The Kylo scene looked beautiful. The pacing of it looked, it it was just one of those that the way that my mind went when we saw that was, I hope that a lot of that scene is like that 2d camera angle where we're watching him like pan left and right battling through the forest. Um, But it's one of those that they definitely put a lot in here. And this is what I love about star Wars trailers nowadays is that I still don't feel like I know anything about the movie at all and i don't think i will until the movie comes out i think part of me almost wishes that they didn't give away the palpatine cackle until maybe the full trailer but at the same time like that's what made me like really lose my mind so i feel like they had to because i don't want to say that star wars has lost a lot of goodwill after the last jedi but in some ways they have they had to give they had to give fans something you know what i mean yeah I, I agree. Like, and so on prior episodes of the show, uh, we kind of dove into last Jedi and I actually want to revisit last Jedi soon with you. I do too. Maybe, so maybe that'll be next episode. Um, yeah. And actually, cause you and I have been wanting to do a commentary track for, for the movies. I think we should do all of the movies, but I kind of want to do last Jedi first, just because it's the most recent and we can, we kind of can tie it into you know, maybe things that we think are or aren't going to happen or things that are or aren't going to get ignored in uh, in The Rise of Skywalker. You know, one thing that might actually be a good idea because it seems like they are going back deep roots with 
the rise of Skywalker. So it might make sense to do them in a backwards order anyway, maybe having the last one, if depending on how we decide to put it out, having the last one be the Phantom Menace. Yeah. I like that idea. I'm with it. I'm with it. I like it. Um, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll plan on that then we need to really like make a schedule for that because that's, that's a commitment. That's like, you know, two and a half hours a night when we do that. So we'll have to make a commitment to do that. But, um, do you have a digital version you can watch along with, or you could just put it on like one of your monitors? On a, on yeah, I can. Right? Yeah, yeah, I can put it on. Like a, I can. I can do monitors? either. Yeah, I can do either. Okay, so much. either way, we'll figure it out. So, um, okay, so let's plan on that because I think that there's a lot that we can kind of uh, go back to the Last Jedi on. Um, I don't want to be that guy because I was really not negative on the movie when it came out and I tried to kind of go in, you know, against all the backlash. But the more I think about that movie and the more I watch it, the less I think I like it. Like it, like the, like the more it's kind of slowly unravels for me, the more I watch it. Now I don't hate it by any means. Like it's like, it's still, I still enjoy it when I watch it, but it's one of those things where like the more I think about it, the more it's like, this doesn't really make any sense. What was the point of this? This doesn't, you know, like just little things, which we can talk about in the commentary when we do it. Yeah. I can I can agree with that, and I we actually talked about that recently on a, another podcast that I that I do or that we did uh, mm-hmm. called Nerd of the Third. We were talking a lot about Star Wars and uh, e- even the Last Jedi, and I I had made a comment that when it first happened, when it first came out, I was a little bit more like corporate apologist in a sense with you know Ryan Johnson. I was like, okay, I can see where he's going, but the same way with you, yeah, I was the, kind of the same with you. Back this. Then. The statement I made was the last that I really does like, I feel like the statement that's concurrent throughout the movie is, Oh, you love this about star Wars. Okay. We don't care about that. This is what we're doing, you know? And to, to me, it felt like Ryan Johnson cared more about making one movie than he cared about the whole of star Wars. So on its own, it's fine. On its own, making race parents nobodies. That's fine. But now you have to tie it all together. And it's hard to tie together some of the things he did. Um, which, I mean, the race parents thing, I mean, I, I'm kind of... That's easy. That's an easy one. That's an easy one. But not even that. Think. I am okay if they leave it like that. But it, it's mm-hmm. that's just the, like the first example I could think of. Like, there's just little things where it's like... The best way I can explain my thoughts is the ending to the movie. With the little kid with the broom staring up in the sky. If this was just a one-off movie, that's a great ending. Yeah. But this is Star Wars. This is a numbered Star Wars movie, and it needs to tie the Skywalker saga together. That scene, I mean, unless they're bringing that kid back, that scene really doesn't mean anything to the whole story. You know what I mean? Like, does that kid just grow up to be a stable boy anyways? Like, I can... I could agree with that, but that scene was my least problem with the movie. I oh, actually, no, no, I'm not, I'm not even trying to say I have a huge problem with that. Cause I don't have a huge problem with it, but it's just an example of like things where Ryan Johnson, it gives, I got the vibe that Ryan Johnson was just trying to make his own movie in this giant film saga instead of making a saga entry. Yeah. See that, that, you know I mean? that like, it feels was... like, it feels like he wanted to do an anthology movie. Yeah. Yeah. That scene in particular though, what I read out of it, which I think he meant to, of course, I don't know the director personally, but what I got out of that was, okay, this is, this movie is the next generation of first uh, uh, star Wars movie for people for the next generation of people because but, that, but wasn't the force awakens also that 
But The Force Awakens is also viewed a lot with nostalgia because for a lot of people, it is kind of a one to one with a new hope. Whereas this one is this one. This one, I think you can consider more. This is the this is the Star Wars movie, Star Wars movie for this generation. And that ending in particular, where it shows a new generation of Force. I would I would I would agree a little bit more if they didn't literally kill Han Solo in Force Awakens. You know what I mean? Like, like. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. what what says this is for about a new generation than literally killing one of the original generation characters yeah i digress though i don't want to sound too yeah. negative on the movie because again i do still enjoy the movie i do still i wouldn't say i love the movie anymore but i really like it um it just starts to I, i've said this since the beginning actually i'm holding my final reservations for the movie until the rise of skywalker is out because if you just saw a new hope and then empire strikes back and you never saw Re- return of the jedi You'd be like, where the like, what, what happened? Like, where, where is this going? This, this was. People thought it was bad back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, people thought yeah. it was a bad movie. And then, you know, Return of the Jedi comes out, and in retrospect, oh, it's not that bad because Han Solo is not really gone. You know what I mean? So, I do want to see the finished product first before I really give my final judgment on Last Jedi. So we'll see soon. Sooner I def- than I realize, man, it's crazy. It's that this movie is as close as it is. I definitely don't. The one statement I can make about the Last Jedi is I definitely don't think that we are going to retrospectively. I, I, I the Last Jedi is definitely not going to be Empire. I don't think. Oh no, no, no I'm not trying to say that. No, no, and I know I you're mean, not, but I want to make that clear. Like, like that because that was going around when the Last Jedi came out. They're like, oh well, the Empire had the same thing. Okay, well, going back on it now, like, oh god, that was well. Empire stayed true to the characters, though. I mean. If if Empire was the last Jedi, like if it was like a one to one, Luke wouldn't have left Dagobah. Yeah, he wouldn't have left to go save his friends. He would have stayed on Dagobah with Yoda. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what makes Empire Strikes Back so powerful is that because Luke stays true to his character of needing to save his friends, that's what you know screws the whole thing up. I'm trying not to swear, so yeah, so edit it. Um, but that's what screws up the rest of the story because Luke goes when he's not supposed to go. And I feel like Last Jedi, like, I feel like if for Last Jedi to really work, Luke would have had to have actually left Octo. You know? I, yeah, I think that um, the biggest the biggest problem that I have with the Last Jedi is I think it's the most visually beautiful of all of them, but it's also the most visual one in terms of bad writing like stuff that just doesn't make sense. I, and I can compare it to now you're not, those. now you're not saying like dialogue. You are no, saying, I'm saying like, like, stru- like, like overall like, star Wars these, story, right? Why are these characters okay. doing this thing? Cause I just want to make sure that the, I, you know, I don't like sand part. Uh, I just want to make sure you're not, oh, you're no, not no, no, saying, no, no, you're no, not no. saying has the worst dialogue. You're saying that the decisions for the characters and a good comparison with gotcha. now is a lot of people are having an issue with this most recent season of game of Thrones. That's on air right now. A yeah, lot of people are like, you know, Hey, why did you do that? Why is that? Why are you making that decision? All these characters. Yeah. All the characters are making decisions totally out of character. Yeah. It's like super truncated. It feels like they asked specifically for a shorter, you know, final two seasons. And now it's like, yeah, they needed more time. So but that's I, what I think the biggest problem with the last Jedi is, is it's the most apparent, at least for someone who pays attention to stuff like that. It's like, OK, wait, why are they doing that? Why could not they have just done this? Why is that? Like, I, I remember seeing it first time, especially think like when I first saw that movie in theaters, I was like, OK, I did not feel the same way I did about The Force Awakens. And it wasn't until after I saw it again that I appreciated it more. But now both me and you are in the same boat of, okay. 
And it's interesting too, because I was the opposite of you. I, when I left force awakens, I was like, it's okay. And then I saw it again. And then the more I watched it, the more I loved it. And the last Jedi, I left that movie. And I was like, that was a freaking star Wars movie. When I left the, the theater, I was all hyped up. Yeah. And now the more I watch it, the less I like it. So, you know what I mean? So it was, yeah. I was kind of opposite of you with, with those two movies where I love the, I mean, don't get me wrong. That was hyperbole. Me saying it was okay. I, I did love it, but it was, I, I felt, I like, I felt like I needed to digest it more with force awakens. Whereas last Jedi, I loved it at first. And then I started thinking about it and I'm kind of worried that I'm starting to feel the same way about Avengers Endgame, which we won't say any spoilers, but right. So um, there is a question. I'm worried that Endgame's going to be the same. We're like the more, I, like I'm trying to not think about it more. So I don't ruin it for myself. You know what I mean? So there is a question I have for you about the rise of Skywalker. We talked about this on our, our last nerd to the third. When we were talking about star Wars, my co-host Nick, the thing he hates is when people speak in absolutes. So for an example, prior to that, we talked about the Joker movie. Oh how, boy, I got a uh, movie for him. <laughs> we, uh, he hates people when people speak in absolutes because uh, I actually have a, uh, a meme that I meant to send you. About absolutes <laughs> before. We, um, when the Joker trailer came out, the Joaquin Phoenix one, a lot, he was seeing a lot of people say that, Oh, immediately from this trailer, he's going to be better than Heath Ledger. And he was like, well, you can't like, there's no way that you can absolutely say that. So I had to kind of fight around with him about, the rise of Skywalker. The statement I made was, I think even from this trailer, we can see that this movie is going, it, it's, it's going to be way better than the last Jedi is hands down. And he was like, but how can you say that from just a trailer? I was like, well, just factually speaking one, this is the official end. We think of the Skywalker saga. They literally can't mess this up. And also they saw a lot of things that happened with the last Jedi that this and JJ is, I think JJ is going to bring it back home. I have my full faith in JJ Abrams. All right. So I have a couple of thoughts. So okay. I don't, I don't want to interrupt you though. Are you, no, that was pretty much the end statement. Okay. I, the, the so only... what, what I would say to Nick, you can say this through proxy, I guess, or I can just be in your show sometime. Maybe. I don't know. Um, what I would say to him is that, uh, there's a lot of reasons why I personally believe that that trailer sold me that it's going to be better than The Last Jedi. One, the imagery, everything about the imagery is feels so much more Star Wars than The Last Jedi did. Yeah. The Last Jedi, it felt very like... The Last Jedi trailers almost felt more like Star Trek-y to me. I don't know. Um, but so the, so the imagery, I think. Uh, I mean, the fact that you see the friggin' Death Star. Like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. So like that alone... Um, but just the general imagery, I mean, you know, you get very emotional looks at Leia. Um, you know, you get like very like exciting type of like characters in it, like in exciting moments. Like you see Poe excited, you see Finn excited, you see Lando flying the friggin' Falcon, you know what I mean? Uh, which I, I like squealed when I saw I know. it. Hey, when I saw it the second time, because uh, we actually saw it in the movie theater, I was like, yes, this is, I was just teeming with joy. It's that, that trailer just in, is so enthusiastically fun. And it's yeah. like hits you right at home. Right. So that's so that's the first thing is the imagery. The second thing is, and I guess it's not so much the trailer as it is just knowledge about the movie in, in general, is knowing uh JJ and Kathleen Kennedy consulted George Lucas. Like actually not like not making it up, not saying, Oh yeah, we used we, you know, we referenced his old scripts, whatever. They actually for this movie specifically consulted uh, you know, George, the the, mm. the guy, you know, the man, the guy that did everything like he we wouldn't have this without him. And so the fact that they consulted him um, and then the fact that Emperor Palpatine to any extent, I mean, I, th I thought that there was like a zero percent chance Palpatine would be back in this movie. Um, uh, maybe I'm lying about that. I thought there would be a small chance. But, you know, the fact that that the big bad of the whole 
story of Star Wars is back in some capacity, even if he's a holocron, even if it's a force ghost, whatever, um, like Darth Bane from the Clone Wars. Just the fact that, and and I, I think hearing Palpatine's cackle in the trailer made me realize the issue with the Last Jedi, and to and to a lesser extent, Force Awakens, is that the first two movies it didn't feel like there was a real true you know, super evil force. It's like, yeah, Kylo's kind of bad, but like you kind of can sort of see him getting redeemed. Yeah. Like you kind of, you could see him maybe getting redeemed, even though he killed his dad and I don't think it's forgivable, but you can maybe see him being redeemed. And then Snoke, it seemed like he was going to be badass in Force Awakens and then he got punked in, in Last Jedi. So Palpatine being back to any extent makes me feel, okay, there's finally, you know, an evil force. And so I know like, like Game of Thrones, for an example, Shows like that or or stories like that, they don't need an overall, you know, supreme evil force um, as seen by episode three of the last season of Game of Thrones. Um, you don't you don't need that, you know, because there's conflicts between individuals. But in a story like Star Wars, I mean, George Lucas told this story in broad strokes intentionally. And so there has to be the ultimate evil that that our heroes have to defeat. And so Palpatine being back in any extent gives us that supreme evil to you know, for our heroes to, to get a victory against, you know what I mean? And I feel like that was kind of missing, especially with last Jedi, because then by the time, I mean, Snoke bites it, what, like two thirds through the movie, I would yeah. say. And so at that point, you're like, Kylo's not really going to be the bad guy of episode nine. Is he like that whole, like from Snoke's death to the end of the credits, I was like, is Kylo really going to be the big bad of episode nine? And now we know maybe not. So, or maybe he is, but at least if he is, it'll have something to do with the big bad of the overall story, which is, you know, Palpatine. So um, th- those are the two biggest factors. Why I think the, uh, the rise of Skywalker out the gate will be maybe not a better movie, but like a, it's going to feel more star Wars to me. What, what I told him to another point I had speaking factually is you look at the directors, Johnson, Johnson's filmography. I'm not like, all of his movies, I'm not 100% on, but like the only movie that I know he did was Looper. Looper and then I know he did a couple episodes of Breaking Bad. That's yeah. All. Like, and Looper was a fantastic movie. Don't get me wrong, but you go back to JJ. JJ's had his hands in sci-fi for, for such a long time now. And, and the other thing I, I gave Nick was Star Trek. JJ Abrams was able to reboot Star Trek, but not reboot Star Trek. The The first movie was so well done, written right. That's a and great everything. Point. It's like, okay, this guy knows sci-fi and he loves Star Wars and he understands and he understands he understands what, what's at stake, basically. So that's my that was my reasons for telling them, like, hey, this for sure by this trailer is going to be better. Now, I'm gonna ask you just point blank simple. Who do you what do you what do you think is the antithesis of the rise of Skywalker? What do you think it's relating to? Like, what do you think the title refers to? What do so I think what would to? be what would be the sky? The dumb way. So to put what, it would be, what, what would is be the, the literal rise of Skywalker? Yeah. It's like, like, what is the title of the of the movie referring to? I think it's mm, my first thought. My initial like gut reaction when I saw the trailer, I hear the cackle and then you see the title card. First thought was Anakin's got to come back some form. Go, a force ghost something. He's got to have Anakin's got to have something to do with it. It's got to have something to do with the chosen one. Um, and then maybe like it's a Anna, Anakin kind of spiritually handing off the Skywalker name or something to Ray. I don't know. Something, something like that's kind of my gut instinct. Mm. But um, 
the more I thought about it, the more unlikely. And I'm hoping, I'm praying Hayden Christensen is in this movie somewhere, somehow. But um, I think it's it's probably referring to Ray, or or I mean Ben Solo, maybe I don't know, because like even if it is Ben Solo, well his name is still Ben Solo, not Ben Skywalker. You know what I mean? But they also retcon that with Solo that Solo is not his actual name. Well, but that's still um, the I, name he was yeah, born. You, you know, know I mean? like it's still know. like. Oof. So that, I, I think it's got to have something to do with Ray, right? Right. Well, Ray. initially I was hoping that it wouldn't be Ray because I feel like that's too easy. But thinking about it more, I'm like, well, then at the same time, I don't know if I would want to see Kylo be redeemed. And that's the rise of Skywalker. You know, well, well see, I don't want Kylo to be redeemed and live. You know what I mean? Either have him live, but be a bad guy and he's in chains, something like that. And you can go somewhere with an animated series or redeem him and kill him. You got it. Cause it's like, he killed Han, like the real life Han of the Solo, Jedi. dude. Yeah. Like you killed Han Solo. Like, yeah, sorry. It's like unforgivable. Um, although there go- it goes back to the theory I had on a past episode where it's like, well, did Han light the lightsaber? So it's like taking the decision away from Ben. That's still a thing too. Cause I still get those vibes when I watch force awakens. It's still to me, it's almost like Han knows he can't let Ben kill him. Like Han knows he can't leave there alive. And so he's like, I have to ignite this lightsaber or else my son's really going to turn to the dark side. I don't yeah. know. I still like that theory. I mean, no one's talking about that theory anymore. I really like that theory. And I could see Ben. I'd be okay with Ben living and being redeemed if that theory is true. But otherwise, I don't know. Um, I would be okay if. Because the so. Anakin Skywalker is the chosen one. He is a chosen one, bare minimum, if not the chosen one. And so you know who his mom is. You don't know who his father is. His father didn't exist because he was born from the force. Um, Just because Ray had a father doesn't mean that father was the one that got her mother pregnant. You know what I mean? Like her mother could have gotten pregnant from the force and they just assumed it was just a normal, you know, a normal pregnancy. I could see Ray being a Skywalker quote unquote in the sense that like she's the like the force needs a new chosen one to balance things out again. And Ray was that chosen one. I could I could see that. And that maybe that's why she takes the last name Skywalker, because she was also, you know, uh, born of the same circumstances. And again, I'm OK with that. I'm not sure how I feel if she's like a direct descendant of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Because I don't I mean, they never. That's something they could explain, but at the same time, it's like they like to sow seeds in the series. They like to paint in broad strokes, like you were saying, but they also like to plant ideas and plant concepts like Clone Wars is the biggest, the biggest thing. Like, so I, I really don't know. Um, one of the things I loved about the trailer, apart from the laugh, the, the cackle course, fantastic. But I think what's so poignant about it is that bullet point right before it of Luke saying no one's ever really gone. I feel like that's important. I feel like that's going to be extremely important for the story. I hope that's not just one of those like, Hey, we're setting it up so you can hear the cackle, like just to give you that good line. But, um, you know, what I'm hoping from this movie is I'm hoping that it, I'm hoping it's not like the force awakens in a sense of I can see similarities in people's arguments about how it's just a new hope, but a new, a new hope. I can see that. Cause like, you know, the structure of it feels similar. I'm hoping that they give us the fan service and give us the story that they want to tell us, but also, you know, just it, it, it already seems fan servicey in a sense of like, Oh, we see the, the death star. Oh, we hear Palpatine's cackle, you know, but 
I feel like that's going to be an important story element. Um, well, I, I still, you, you make me laugh because I still remember when you were like, wait, is that on Camino? How is that on Camino? And I was like, no, that that's not Camino uh in the scene where, where the death star is at so that's another thing yeah is where so is I the death star? i didn't realize it was the death star at first i just uh -huh. thought because i was watching on my phone so it was super tiny so i just didn't realize it was the death star i thought it was just like a structure in the water that's yeah. why i thought it was camino at first and then it was like oh it's the death star so. yeah <sighs> why are they going to the death star it's gotta be death star too right it's yeah yeah it's 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 gotta be because um I mean, I guess you could say both were blown. It's either it is either they are either on indoor or they are on Yavin. See, it, it's so they're they were on the forest moon of Endor in front of the Jedi. I hate to be that nerdy guy that's like, yeah, well, technically, guy, you know, but yeah. but technically speaking, it is true. Like it could be any of the other moons of Endor or Endor itself. So um, just because it blew up next to the forest moon of Endor doesn't necessarily mean that's where that piece of the Death Star landed. So, yeah. Um, I feel like Ray has to confront Palpatine for some reason. You know what I mean? Because I, I, it brings me back to the Clone Wars and Rebels, which I know you haven't seen Rebels, so I won't really say any spoilers. But I'm just the fact Disney that Plus. <laughs> it, well, it better be on Disney Plus, dude. But you need to catch up before then, though. I, we need to figure out where it's streaming or something. Uh, maybe I'll just mail you like a flash drive. With it on it. <laughs> I mean, that'll, <laughs> I mean, that'll work. <laughs> send me your address when we're done. I'll, maybe I'll mail you a flash drive. Um, but it's so Sith. We haven't ever seen any true Sith force ghosts, but Sith ghosts can be tied to objects. And so I wonder if when Ray goes to the Death Star, that Emperor Palpatine's kind of Sith entity is tied to that somehow. And that's how she confronts him. I wonder if that is going to be something like that. So I'm going to I'm going to theorize something. So I apologize for everyone listening. I don't know if this is a spoiler. I, I have seen reports about this and I've seen other stuff, but I haven't seen it anywhere else. I can't I can't give you I can't remember the exact place I saw it from. But someone had reported that there was set footage or there was pictures or something like that of Hayden Christensen involved in a star wars project or maybe this movie i don't really know and the person theorized that or maybe he read some maybe some leak but basically the conversation was the lightsaber and that the fact of luke's luke was attached to that lightsaber anyone basically what they're saying was anyone who ever came in contact with that lightsaber had some attachment to it with the force so the theory was was hayden is going to be in this movie and maybe in like a flashback scene like you know, like she had in the force awakens, we'll see right, his like force a, like ghost. A, a force back what it could, what to be in line with your thought about her confronting Palpatine. What I could see happening is by some way we'll, we'll see she gets in contact with Anakin and Anakin or Luke and Anakin, and she's being sent to go just like maybe in order to make everything right and balanced, she has to destroy Palpatine for good or confront something or get some kind of answer. So I feel like if he's in this movie, he's going to send her on that journey. Same as like Yoda told Luke, you have to confront Vader. Yeah. And that, and that line of thought brings me down that, well, what if Palpatine engineered the midichlorians to create Ray? Same with like how it was rumored Plagueis did it to create Anakin. And it's like, 
What if? What do you what do you think about the theory that Palpatine is Plagueis? Nah. Nah. Yeah, I feel like that one can be explained. Because why would he be why would he change his name to Darth Sidious? Like it's no one but the Sith know about the Sith until Phantom Menace. So why you know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense to me why he would change his Darth, you know, title. So I, I don't buy it. Yeah. That's fair. Um I mean, I know for a fact, you know, especially us going through here, we'll talk more a lot, a lot more about the Rise of Skywalker because hopefully we'll get some more. Yeah, we're barely scratching the surface. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, But going into it, do you want to talk about what we potentially theorized when we did our like crazy conspiracy moment the other day with Galaxy's Edge? Or do you want to save that for another episode? Let's do it on the next episode because I feel like that's another whole can of worms we can open. Let's, yeah. do, let's do it on the next episode. Okay. Um, so since mine's real quick, we'll go ahead and jump to Fallen Order. So first off, what do you think? What's your opinion about Fallen Order? Uh, I think it's cool. I think it's a Star Wars game that... Uh, I don't know if it's the Star Wars game that we need right now, but I think it's a Star Wars game that we need right now. It's it's cool that they're upfront about like no, uh, no microtransactions, which I still think is a crock. I think they're still going to be paid skins and stuff, but we'll see. Um, but as far as like gameplay wise, there's no like deals, uh, no microtransactions affecting gameplay. Um, it's, it's a star Wars story based third person game, uh, featuring a Jedi, you know, it's that I, I'm just excited. We know really nothing about the story other than just that, uh, the main character's on the run it's post order 66 and he has some friends and there's one of the inquisitors in, in the, the game, which is the second sister, I think. Because the seventh mm. sister was in Rebels, and I think it's the second sister in in Fallen Order. There might be more Inquisitors too. Who knows? But yeah. Um. So the the real quick microtransaction thing that we had talked about, which we got in our Discord group, we got into a big argument about. Um. I related this back to the Force Unleashed, and what we, you know what we the conversation we gotten into was. One thing I loved about the Force Unleashed was the complete customization that you could do, especially on the Wii version. The Wii version, you could actually get different hilts. So what I what I and another guy was saying was that if there was microtransaction in there, like, hey, you could buy like lightsaber packs or you could buy like color packs. If I had that option or to earn them, I don't know if I would be upset by it. I'm I'm totally cool if there's no microtransactions at this at all, you know, because I don't think Star Wars, a game like this really needs them. But it's one of those I'm not going to be offended if they're if they're in there. What what's what's your take on on that? So let me give you an example of a game that I thought did really really well with the way they integrated their uh, their cosmetic microtransactions, and that was Far Cry New Dawn, where you were able to just outright buy some of the skins for your character or you know um, craftable stuff for your guns or whatever. Well, I guess that's actual gameplay. So we'll leave it at the skins. Then. I'm not going to get into the gameplay stuff. So, um, but you're able to earn those same skins that are paid skins in the game completely free. And um, I know you didn't have any luck, but I, uh, I had, you know, a lot of luck in getting those skins pretty quickly when I tried to get them. And so if it's something like that, I don't mind it. The problem is Far Cry New Dawn's an open world game where you're repeating the same thing that you're doing. Like you see taking over an outpost in yeah. a single player, you know, narrative kind of linear story based game. I don't know where there's an opportunity to do that other than like beating the game multiple times or beating a chapter multiple times, which I guess does harken back to like PS2 era and PS1 yeah. era games. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm really if it's just skins, 
I mean, we all forget. I feel like people like people forget about the 360 PS3 era. Like people were just like, oh yeah, well it wasn't that way in PS2, but it's like, but it was in but the 360 was, era. Yeah. Like you still had to buy skins for Mass Effect 2. You know what I mean? You still had to. I mean, that's EA. So well, the different. Well, like, the diff. Yeah, the diff. You know, there were plenty of games in the 360 PS3 generation where there was a lot of paid content. I mean, like Borderlands 3 had paid skins. I mean, Borderlands 2, not Borderlands 3. Um, so people forget that. Not that I'm saying it's okay, but right. it's just weird that people. And we're getting off into video game territory now, but uh, it's just weird that people forget that. Like, like they act as if the PS4 and the Xbox One generation is the first generation to do this. Well, I, th- I think it's the fact of implementation. Like the best example I have is Call of Duty. You think back to Black Ops 2, Modern Warfare 3, Ghosts. You could buy personalization packs that came with the same skin for your gun, your banner, your emblem, whatever else. For five bucks, basically, you got five items, pretty much. Whereas Call of Duty's nowadays, Black Ops 4 is a completely different beast. But in order to get those skins or those variants, it's a lot different. You know, you have loot boxes and things like that. So I think the biggest thing is implementation. So in the 360 PS3 era, era, it didn't seem as bad because the implementation wasn't bad, but I think the issue now of course is implementation, but I'm with you in terms of this game. I don't, I feel like this is going to be a mix of the force unleashed with maybe a slight hint of KOTOR just in the sense of they've already talked about how there's going to be RPG like elements in terms of like skills and like, and like skill trees and things like that. Yeah. I think it's going to be super. I think it's going to be like Tomb Raider. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Yeah. Tomb Raider is a better example. Actually, I was just thinking more star Wars. Um, no, I'm definitely in for it. Um, it's when I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, this looks good. Like this looks like a star Wars game we need right now. Was not expecting, um, Cameron, I can't pronounce his last name. I want to say mahogany, and I know that's not it. Mohegan, something like that. I'm sorry, what, what was what was it? The actor from Shameless and Gotham. Oh, oh, Dominic Monaghan. Dominic Monaghan. No, 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 Dominic Monaghan is, is Charlie from Lost. Cameron Monaghan. Cameron Monaghan, yeah. Who, I was but Dominic expect- Monaghan is also in Star Wars Episode Nine, so that's why yeah. I like... So was not which expecting- I don't even think they're related either. No, 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 I don't think so either. Was not expecting him to be the main character. That one, one completely threw me left field. I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I like him, sure. You know, yeah, it was cool. So I was um when they showed the trailer at Celebration, I was like, is that Cameron Monaghan? And I told one of the other guys I do a podcast with, and he's like, I don't know who that is. And then they like did the panel and then they introduced him, and he's like, How did you even real I realize that? So yeah, he's Ian from Shameless. He was uh he's the Two different Jokers in Gotham, which we don't talk about that show. But no, no, it's. But it's, I mean, he's a good actor. I like him. I liked him a lot in Shameless. So. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that there's a so uh, there's a face that you can connect to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some, sometimes when it's just a random character generate, like when it's not based on a human, so like the you know like those games where like you can tell the character model is based on nothing and they just made it up. Yeah. Um. But sometimes, you know, games pull it off, but other games like it, it's nice that the star, a Star Wars game has a relatable face, you know, so um, the best part about it, in my opinion, of course, is going to be the setting, um, because I think that that is it's for sure my favorite time time period that we haven't seen a, a lot explored in in the most modern medium um, uh, of it being post 66 order 66. That whole time period fascinates. That's why I loved Rogue One for the longest time is because I loved seeing that that original empire setting like seeing like oh the empire is controlling everything you know instead of jump cutting to the original trilogy and you know they're on the verge of losing 
basically. So this is what is it's exciting me the most. And I know I'm going to enjoy it a lot more going to see Rebels because I know Rebels dives into that time period a lot. But we haven't seen... Honestly, the last, I mean, I'm not going to count for Battlefront, Battlefront 2, but the last, honestly, really, really, really good Star Wars game I played was probably the Force Force Unleashed. I mean, the the Lego games are fantastic, don't get me wrong, but in terms You're of... You're saying like an actual game, action narrative game, story. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, the Force Unleashed, Force Unleashed 2, say what you will about it, it was still fun, but the Force Unleashed, I still remember to this day, that story enthralled me way more than anything else had. So I'm hoping this does the same. Yeah, I have high hopes for this, especially because it's Respawn Studios. Uh, it's, um, what's his name? Stig from, uh, I don't know how to say his name. Asmussen, I think his last name. Uh, but he, he's the guy that, you know, the director from God of War 3, the PS3 game, which everyone loves. I never played it, actually, but I mean, I, I'm aware it's, you know, a critical darling. I, I have high hopes for it. I'm excited. Very excited for uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. So you wanted to dive into some book stuff. Um. Yeah, you want to save it for next week? We're running a little long already. Yeah, we can. Up to you. Up to you. Well, yeah. Why don't you try and at least finish Master and Apprentice? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. I know to you're not gonna have time week. to get through Thrawn Alliances again, but I do want to talk. But th- to, talk yeah, to for sure, Thrawn Alliances. I don't need to because there's a lot I do remember of it. I'll probably like skim through before um, Treason comes out, just to give me a refresher. But the first, I'm enjoying Master and Apprentice so far. You've listened to it twice, I think. Um, I just haven't had the time to to finish it through, but I've enjoyed what I've listened to so far. Definitely. Yeah, it definitely gets better as it goes. Which I'm already in at the beginning of it. So uh, yeah. that's exciting. No, it definitely, it definitely it's it's a fun story. I need to go through it again because um some of the other main characters that I didn't realize were gonna be main characters, I kind of like glossed over early in the book. And so I want to go back and kind of pick up more nuance of those characters earlier in the book, but I really like it. There's a bunch of new characters that are introduced that are pretty cool. Uh, rail. What's his name? Rail Avaros is, mm-hmm. is a, is a really interesting Jedi. He's <laughs> the, the voice that the narrator does. Um, it's actually not Mark Thompson who does most of the star Wars books. It's another, another uh, voice actor who I can't remember, but I'll name drop next week. Apologies. Um, his voice for rail Avaros reminds me of John Goodman. Is he is real the one that's taking care of the that impress or whatever? Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I was like, that sounds super familiar. But is his voice like the voice that he does for him reminds me of John Goodman? Yeah. So I kind of have to like, listen to it again and see if I see if I make that connection. But that's one thing so far is uh, you know, like last shot was probably my fa- well no no, no. Thrawn and Thrawn Alliances were are by far my favorite so far but last shot before that really enjoyed and really enjoyed the voices but even in alliances like your biggest complaint was uh was it was it Mark Thompson who did alliances or yeah so it didn't Anakin. bother me as much the second time around it, at the first time listening his Anakin voice was kind of like almost sounded like a surfer bro dude yeah and the second time through I kind of was just like I just I just but right off the bat, I'd let myself jump into it, but his Thrawn voice is perfect. Yeah. Right off the bat with this one, though, uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's voice are like top tier, especially yeah, Qui-Gon's. They're great. I love that Qui-Gon is more Irish in the audio, this audiobook than he is in the movies. Jonathan Davis. Like he's, <laughs> he has a more of a thicker of an Irish accent than the actual Irishman that, that played too. him in the movie. I noticed that too. I was like, that's been, that's great. That's awesome. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm really digging it. Let's talk about that more next week or whenever we, we might do this bi-weekly depending on, well, let's aim for weekly, but bi-weekly is maybe like the fallback if we're busy. So 
Um, we still got to figure out an actual time. We're regularly going to do this, but we kind of yeah. happen. We happen to have time today, and I really wanted to talk to you about Star Wars. So, uh, yeah. So next episode, we'll talk some audiobooks. Uh, even if you if you can't get through Master and Apprentice, I at least want to revisit Thrawn Alliances, and uh, that may or may not tie into some theories I have for the three new Star Wars movies announced for uh, was it 2022, 2024, and 2026? Correct. Correct. So uh, might tie into some theories for that as well. And um, what's the other thing I want to talk about? Oh, we'll revisit Last Jedi uh, uh, next time too. So anything, any uh, any final thoughts you have before we close it out? Um, not, not unless I'm diving into a deep, deep territory or topic, because like, like you said, this is, this has been the first time in a while we've been able to talk about star Wars. So <laughs> like Captain America, I feel like I can do this all day. So it's stuff what I definitely have to say for, for a later time, but, um, I'm going to try to get through master and apprentice. Um, I, I have a little bit of downtime at my new job, so I might be able to tuck it here and there. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's going to be my try to commitment for next week. And there you have it. General Kenobi, you are a bold one. What oh no. My... What was it? Am I supposed to? I don't remember how we used to close the show. Whatever. We never closed the show right. Anyways, we'll, we'll think of a yeah. new way to close the show next week. As like yeah. a, well, well, it's going to be a soft reboot and we'll think of a real way to close the show. Maybe I'll just put a, a normal audio clip in or something. I don't know. Thank you all for listening. If you did listen to this first episode back in a long time, uh, talking about a, uh, galaxy far, far away. We'll catch you all next week.